Merritt Street, we're building a new morning show where our guiding principle is to always value your time. We'd love for you to join us. Be part of our community. Each morning will be packed full of news, information, advice, and a lot of fun. And we promise we'll never waste your time. I'm Dominique Soxa. I'm Fanchon Stinger. Join us for Morning on Merritt Street. 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Essential Television. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. She was so beautiful, and now you see the skeleton. She's starving herself. She's become a passenger on this anorexia train. And destroying her family. I live in fear and anxiety every single day. She threatened to kill herself. You said, I'll just do it. I'm just done with her. I'm just sick of it all. Look what it's doing to your son. Do you binge and purge in front of him? I have before, yes. And what's he say to you? No, mommy. No, mommy. Do you get that this can kill her? She's got to do something. This is it. We can't go on living this way. I'm sick of being like this. I don't want to die. I want to live. Let's do it. I hate to see people suffering, and you've hurt long enough. Stand by, Dr. Phil. I'm going to get you the help that you need. Five, four, This is going to be a changing day in your life. A beautiful family. Two gorgeous cheerleader daughters, vacations, a life full of happiness and bliss. But now, this once-tight unit says they are being destroyed. So who's to blame? Well, if you ask the mother, father, and youngest daughter, they all point the finger at this beautiful young woman, the oldest daughter, Michelle, who they all say growing up was a complete joy to be around. But that all changed when they say she became obsessed with her weight, turning her into someone they don't even recognize. Michelle's eating disorder has gotten so bad that it's landed her behind bars. In fact, a judge just released her from jail only so she could travel here to see me. Michelle's family explains just how unbearable dealing with her and her disorder has been. My daughter Michelle has been fighting this eating disorder going on 10 years. Michelle is slowly dying before our eyes. I'm so sick of hearing about Michelle's problems. It's been going on for too long. When we first discovered Michelle's eating disorder, she would stay up late at night, eat everything in the house, and vomit everything. I started hiding my food in my closet and locking my door so she wouldn't be able to get in to get it. I would go into her room and I would find just all these wrappers and she was taking these over-the-counter medications to lose weight. In her closet would be bags of vomit. The smell would be horrible. One day, I went into her bathroom to take a bath. I pulled the plug, and chunks of food like came up. Michelle has stolen checks, credit cards to buy over-the-counter laxatives, weight loss pills. Michelle has stolen my car, my money, clothes, all kinds of stuff. Michelle's father and I have spent over $150,000 on treatment. Took a second mortgage on the house. We just ask ourselves, now that we're approaching retirement age, when is enough enough? Michelle will convince my parents that she's not puking, eating healthy, 
then she'll prove us all wrong. Michelle is so frail. She's barely making it through life. She tries to take good care of her two-year-old son, but it's difficult. It hurts. You see her daughter destroying herself. She was so beautiful and healthy looking. And now you see skeletons. Despise what she's done to herself. She looks so happy in these pictures. Such a beautiful smile. <laughs> Well, you just heard a little from Michelle's younger sister, Katie, but what she said is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the anger she says she has for her sister. Michelle and I do not get along. I can't stand to look at her. I'm angry that Michelle has ruined her body. She's ruined herself. Michelle and I have gotten an argument and I was shaking her and I was like, you're killing our parents. How can you do this to our family? I can't believe what you're putting yourself through. I've had many people at my job come up to me and say, wow, she looks like death walking. She looks horrible. Michelle is an embarrassment to herself and my family. Michelle has threatened to kill herself over and over again, and it's like, if you were gonna do it, do it. I'm just sick of hearing about it. Well, Michelle says she knows that she is slowly killing herself. Things are so bad, she was actually rushed to the hospital just three days ago for a life-threatening seizure. I feel fat. I'm frustrated and I feel fat. I'm miserable. I'm currently living in my body, which I consider to be my own prison, and I'm killing myself every day, little by little. I was 17 years old when I first purged, and it was on a Thanksgiving evening. I was at my family's house. I felt stuff, and I went home and purged. It gave me a sense of control. At my worst, I was binging and purging five times a day. It got so bad, my parents could even hear me from upstairs, and I'd just be like, oh, well, I don't care. When I look at myself in the mirror, I notice my bones sticking out. I can't stand right here, my clavicles, my clavicle bones sticking out. It bothers me a lot. It's very embarrassing for me to be in public. People stare at me, talk behind my back. I haven't had a menstrual cycle in five years. I feel like a horrible mom. Yeah. I don't want Jaden to see me cry, Mom. This is hard on him. Jaden has heard me puke and he said, Mommy, no, Mommy, no, stop. He deserves a healthy mom. Let me just start with you because you seem to be the reason that we're here. How, how do you feel about being here this morning? Uh, I have mixed feelings about being here. I want help so bad. I have a two-year-old baby who needs me more than anything. But what you're doing here is more important to you than your son, obviously, just based on results, right? Yeah. You're just, like, so over this, right? Yes. Just over it. You're just sick of it. Sick of it all. Yeah. So sick of Michelle's She problems. threatened to kill herself, and you said, do it. Hell, just do it. Get it over with. You're doing it anyway, right? Right, slowly. I'm just like, be done with her. Yeah. I just, 
I'm just sick of it all. You've been dedicated to this lifestyle that has resulted in a tremendous loss of weight, a tremendous erosion of your health, but have you ever stepped back and really taken stock of how this is working for you overall? Not really, no. Well, I did. Let's, let's take a look at that. Two days ago, here in L.A., coming here to be on the show, you had a seizure, correct? Yes. And when they go to get a vein on you, at times it's taken, they've had to stick you 30 or 40 times just to get a vein, right? They have. Before. Because you're so dehydrated. You wake up yesterday, you're so zoned out that everybody thinks you've OD'd on your meds. Maybe you did, I don't know, but you were certainly non-functional. Uh, you're living with bags of vomit under your bed, in your car, you're throwing up in the bathtub. It's gotten to the point that you're stealing checks, you're stealing credit cards, you're stealing drugs. You're a level four felon, right? You, you were a nurse's aide, you were stealing patients' drugs. You starved your son while you were carrying him because you wouldn't eat. You weighed 10 pounds less at 34 weeks than you did the day you got pregnant. He's born six weeks premature. You've been addicted to Oxycontin, Oxycodone, Lortab, Xanax. You're on five years supervised probation. You violated that, spent five days in jail. You're a liar. You're a manipulator. You're suffering from anxiety and depression. Your self-esteem is emaciated as your body. Your family's pulling their hair out. Yours is falling out. And you've, you are shocked that it's gotten this far. Would you agree with that? Hello. Yes. Are you present? Are you listening? Yes. What are you I'm thinking about? Just all the damage that I've caused. The truth is you couldn't stop if you... Isn't that right? Without help. He, he doesn't get that, right? He just thinks, look, start eating, hell, get over it, start eating. Yeah. And Ann would say, she's sick, she's sick, she needs help. And I'd say, she's weak, you know, eat. Now, let's take a break. Over $100,000 spent, countless second chances given, and even a call to jail asking the cook to make sure Michelle was eating. Are these parents unknowingly helping Michelle slowly kill herself? Uh, I say yes. We'll see what you think when we come back. You, by your own description, said, I am a liar and I am a manipulator. Those were your words, not mine. Why is this time different? I want a normal life. I'm sick of this life. I don't want it anymore. I don't want to die. I want to live. Tomorrow on Dr. Bill. Ariel Castro held three women captive for 10 years. Inside the Cleveland kidnappings. You were in the basement chained to the pole with a helmet on, chains around your neck. Almost too brutal to believe. What happened in that room? Now, for the first time, the first victim. Was he afraid you would yell out? Speaks out. Yeah, that's the reason why he taped my mouth shut. What did he use? Duct tape. A Dr. Phil exclusive. Did you have any idea when you walked through that front door that it would be 11 years before you would walk back out it? That's tomorrow. I picked the lock and I tried to escape. And he says, now you're going to be punished. Only on Dr. Phil. During my pregnancy, I started getting bigger. 
and my eating disorder began to kick back in. I wasn't eating enough for the both of us. I was furious. Do you want a healthy baby? Do you want your baby to survive? Jaden was born six weeks early. The doctor did an emergency C-section. Michelle was so emaciated, it took the nurses 20, 30 times to get an idea. Yes, you just heard right. Even a miracle pregnancy wasn't enough to stop Michelle from continuing her session to be thin. But as much as her parents, Ann and Mike, say they are disgusted, say they are embarrassed by their daughter's behavior, they sure play a huge role in allowing this disease to stay alive. Take a look. I enable Michelle. I barter with her. If you gain 20 pounds by next summer, I'll give you a nice wedding. I told her that if she gains weight, we'll buy her a house. We've enabled her. We've given her a car, an apartment, and would fill her refrigerator up. My parents have always given in to Michelle. They always give her money, gas money, food money. Not only was Michelle charging up credit cards in my name, but she had credit cards in her own name. She charged over $10,000. Most of the money was spent on food that she just purged. We had to hire an attorney to file bankruptcy for her. I don't have a cell phone because I pay for Michelle to have a cell phone. I tell my parents they need to stop giving in. She's not going to change if they're going to just keep being there for her. She's good at manipulating a lot of people. Let me ask you, in looking back, have you guys enabled her to yeah. do what she's doing? Yes. You've paid for it? You've changed your lifestyle for it. You've made excuses for her, covered up for her, done things that, but for you doing that, she would have had a harder time doing this. So you've actually become her staff to help her kill herself. That's what we're talking about here. We have. You found her unconscious with a needle hanging out of her arm. Yes, right? Mike did. Yes, I did. He did. Okay, that's, that's what in it's gotten home. to. In our own home. Okay. So she goes to rehab and she gets out and you give her an apartment. Stock it with food. Off she goes. In, in retrospect, is that a good plan? No. You said, I want to believe everything she tells me. Yes, but I don't anymore. I don't. She's a compulsive liar. She's professional. I mean, she is. She's good at it. She can... You know, she knows what to say. She's, you know, she's a professional, you know, and she can tell you that do and you look bully right them? at you. Do you bully them into doing what you want them to do? I guess you could how, say how do you I do, do that. How, how do you get them to do it? I, you, by your I, own description, said, I am a liar and I am a manipulator. Those were your words, not mine. Yes. You said, I'm a liar and a manipulator. How do you manipulate them? What's your best tool? by telling him that I'm going to get better, I'm going to do better for myself. You give him a little hope. Yes. And when you say it, you know you're lying. I mean, how could he look at you and say, this time's different? You know, that's what he's that saying. Why is this time different? You know? Because I have a two-year-old son. But Dad. you got to want it for yourself. Yeah. I do want it You've for myself. This I do want it for myself. I look at myself and I don't like myself, guys. But you've I don't. done it before. It's the I same know. old song and dance. Know, it's like you say, not. you've done it before. It's not the same old song and dance this time. 
It's not the same old but song. But they can't look at you and say that because your track uh, record doesn't show that. I know my track record doesn't show that. I know that. I'm aware. And we've heard I've it over and over, over and over and over again. I know I have. But I don't want that life. I don't. I want to live. I was going to school. I want to be a productive member of society. I want to be a good mom. I want to be a fiance. I want to get married. I want a normal life. I'm sick of this life. I don't want it anymore. I don't. I'm sick of being like this. I don't want it. I don't want to die. I want to live. We're sick of it too. <laughs> we, we can't take it anymore, Michelle. I mean, absolutely. It has destroyed this family. It has, look what it's doing to your son. Mommy, mommy, are you okay, mommy? Mommy, are you okay? You don't Do you know how that, you hard don't... that is to see your son? You don't think it's hard son? for me to see too? And the guilt I feel. Yet you continue to do. I mean, look. Do you, um, do, do you binge and purge in front of him? I have before, yes. And what's he say to you when you do that in front of him? No, mommy. No, mommy. Destruction. You just have a destructive... Personality. It's like you just possess sometimes. Where's my daughter? I want my daughter back. You're, you know what happened to her? Where'd she go? Well, she's not possessed. She has a disease here. In my professional opinion, this is involuntary. She's become a passenger on this anorexia train. Now, she she might have been up running it to start with. She might have been up in the engine driving this train, but she's a passenger now. And at this point, Mike, she can't turn this off. If you held a gun to her. Tell me what you're thinking. I just, I hate to see her. I mean, it's just like you said. I mean, she can't get off from it. She's so far into it. That, like, I, like I said before, I mean, I'm going to see her, you know, take her son to a nursing home and see her with a feeding tube. Uh, see her in a, you know, go to the funeral. Do you think I can help your little girl here? I think you can. I hope you can. All right, let's take a break here. Michelle says she will do absolutely anything to keep from having an appetite. Sadly, this anything left her convicted of a felony, as I said, locked up for over two months. It's also put her son's life in danger. I'll tell you why I say that when we come back, and then we're going to start talking about how to turn this around. years after my eating disorder began, I started abusing cocaine. One time, I go down in the basement, and there she is, and she has a needle stuck in her arm. Well, how many Klonopins did you take, Michelle? I didn't take any. This November. Both of you cheated in the marriage. Both of you lied. I can just imagine being one of your children. I would just so want to tell you people to shut the hell up and sit down. America's most watched talk show. My husband's mother is insane. Let Dr. Phil decide how crazy I really am. Come on, Dr. Phil. Is must watch television. You have a new boyfriend. Did you do a criminal background check? Yes, I did. And what did you find? A lot of stuff that I'm not going to go into. Well, we are going to go into it. A boyfriend's past exposed. When I reveal what's in this binder, their concerns are going to rise to a whole new level. Oh, my God. I got the right to be angry, you son of a 
a husband obsessed. I have blamed myself all my life for your problems. Why did my son come to me and ask me if I'm going to kill you? You drug this kid into this, and he had to hear all that Don't respond to that. You can try and bully her, but you ain't going to do it with me here. Coming this November on Dr. Phil. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. One time, Michelle came in from her job, and she sat down in a chair, and all of a sudden, she started seizing. She actually fell out of her chair onto the floor, became motionless, stopped breathing. She was blue. I was hysterical. <laughs> Ann and Mike, along with their youngest daughter, Katie, all say their family is being torn apart, being destroyed by Michelle's battle with anorexia and bulimia. They are mad at her about it. They're upset with her. They are angry about her lies, her manipulation. But if Michelle's balancing act between life and death wasn't dangerous enough, she decided to turn to hard drugs to help suppress her appetite even further and forget about food completely. Take a look at this. Two years after my eating disorder began, I started abusing cocaine, so I didn't eat. I would see her doing cocaine. She would be up all night, not eat for days. I started doing about two grams of cocaine a day. If I didn't have the money, I would steal the money from my parents or pawn their stuff. When I was confronted, I lied. I felt no guilt. The drugs were more important than my parents and myself. My parents would obviously see me high. One time, I go down in the basement, and there she is, passed out. And she has a needle stuck in her arm. I got a job working as a nurse's aide, and I got caught stealing my patient's pain pills. I was arrested right there on the spot. I was convicted of a felony. I did a total of five months with five years probation. Michelle never learns her lesson. A few days ago, they came and they arrested her for a probation violation. So she spent three days in jail. Pulling into the parking lot at the county jail, my daughter is standing out there. When Michelle came home from jail, it was like, why are you wanting to change this time? Everything you say is a lie. Well, yesterday, uh, here in L.A., coming to be on the show, and her family found Michelle in her hotel room in what they, can, they say can only be described as a frightening state. Look at her hands. Her fingers completely bent back. Yeah, I hate you for this, Michelle. I really do. You're abusing. How many Klonopins did you take, Michelle? I didn't take any. What the heck did you take? 
I don't remember, Mom. And you're just like you're a zombie or something. Can you get up and get in the shower or get a bath or? I didn't take any extra pills. It's for being so tired. Are you serious? I've been so tired. I didn't even wash my face. Stop making excuses. I'm not excuses. making excuses. That's how it is. I was afraid you were dead. I cannot trust you. You came in that room. The baby's in the room, right? There's pills the scattered floor. out on the floor. Yeah, it was scary. That this baby could pick up. Yeah. Swallow. What do you say about that? I, it scares the hell out of me. That wasn't my intention. I didn't take any more medication than I was prescribed. I left him up <clears> on the table, and he had climbed up and got him, and I should have never left him out like that. You say early on, you just kind of left this to your wife. This is kind of girl stuff. She's a nurse. Just kind of leave this to her, and you would just go off and pretend it wasn't going on. Uh, yeah. Can't I, check out. Yeah, I would, like you say, and she needs help. That's what Ann would say. She needs help. And I would just say that she's weak. You know, she's weak. She, you know, <clears throat> needs to get a hold of herself, get, get out of this, get a grip. And, and you do understand, but, at least at this point, that that's like asking her to get taller. Yeah. I'm not trying to make excuses for her. I'm right. just telling it like it is. You, you, you can't ask her to get taller and you got bulimia going on, you got anorexia going on, you've got so many dangers internally. Uh, you, in some ways, you in some ways blame you for this. Why do they blame you for the origin of this disease? I made my mistakes in my life. I'm sorry for the mistakes. I can't change anything that I did in the past. You had no idea about this. I said, that's a first for me. I, I, never, I didn't know that. Closed captioning provided by... Why do they blame you for the origin of this? They blame me because I was, uh, you know, very self-conscious about my own weight. I was a fitness instructor. Um, I exercised a lot. I drug him to the gym. Um, I feel like I contributed to her eating disorder because I probably, in a sense, had an eating disorder myself. Did she ever see you throwing up? She says she has, and I have, yes. That's a first for me. I, I, never, I didn't know that. How do you feel lot. about that now? I feel responsible for her, her eating disorder. I hate myself for it. How long did you binge and purge? It wasn't often. Maybe once a week or, I don't know, a couple years. So you went through a substantial round of bulimia if you were doing this weekly, even weekly, for a couple of years. And you had no idea about this? No, no clue. You know, it was interesting. I always look to see what degree of insight the players have so I can assess my, see what my assets are. Mm -hmm. And 
you being in denial is my description of what you did, not your description. Your description was, hey, she's just weak. I left it to her mother. She's a nurse. Well, that's not an option. You obsess about your body. You talk about body parts you don't like. You're binging. You're purging for a couple of years. I began to ask myself, not why is this going on, but why not? I don't know. She gets in trouble. You bail her out. She's on probation. She doesn't go. Nobody says anything. We didn't know. She, she, she's a good liar. Did, did it occur to you that she is a liar? Look, she has one priority, and that's to be alone with her disease. And anything she can tell you to get you to let her do what she wants to do, she will tell you. You know that. You've seen it. You've lived it, correct? Yes. And you say, well, I want to believe anything she tells me. Well, Mary Poppins... Welcome to the real world here. You can't believe what she's telling you. If her lips are moving, she's either lying or throwing up. Right? Yes. That's the reality that you live. It is. Where were you going when you were supposed to be reporting? Binging and purging. Surprise! Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. yes. Do you get that this can kill her? Yes. We've thought I've been doing this for 35 years. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, there's been a lot of them buried. I live every day in fear that I'm going to get a phone call. When is the night, next crisis? Is she, is she going to live another day? Every day of my life, I live in that fear and anxiety every single day. <laughs> and it's not about me. It's not about him. It's about her. I've made my mistakes in my life. I'm sorry for the mistakes. I can't change anything that I did in the past. He can't change anything he's done. But today, we can't go on living this way. She has to have the help or she's not going to be here. This is our last ditch effort. You, you realize you parent from guilt, right? Yes. But that doesn't it. change that I mean, I, I truly love her. No, I understand that. But you do understand that a lot of the parenting oh, decisions yes. you've made have yes. been based on guilt. Yes, they have. I screwed her up, so now I yeah, owe it to her. I... Yes, it's true. Do you have any idea of the neglect that's gone on? Yeah, she's... With the rest of this us. family? She's so angry. She's angry with all of us, especially I, me and her. It doesn't help to be angry, but I sure understand it. I want to add somebody else's conversation after the break. Uh, it's another mother. Her gorgeous daughter nearly starved herself to death. That one thing left her family forever changed. I'll tell you why when we come back. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil, Ariel Castro's first victim. I was chained to the bed. Did he have that helmet on you? Our Dr. Phil exclusive. What are you thinking in your mind? That I'll never get out of life. That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by... Sandy and her family know exactly how dangerous anorexia can be. 
Sandy says she tried everything she could do to keep her beautiful daughter Trina from becoming another statistic. But sadly, on June 3rd, 2010, Sandy's worst fears nearly became a reality. Trina came to San Diego to visit me. We hung out and then I dropped her off at the hotel. So I didn't think dropping her off at the hotel was gonna be the last time I saw her. I get a phone call, her friend's telling me something wrong with Trina. Trina's sitting on the bed making these convulsing noises and kind of her eyes almost rolled back in her head. She urinated on herself. We put her in the car and I'm just racing as fast as I can to get to the hospital. Casey called me screaming and crying. I just fell to the ground. When she arrived at the hospital, she was basically dead and they resuscitated her. She was hooked up to machines and it looked absolutely terrible. Trina suffered massive seizures that was the result of long-term consequences of her eating disorder. Trina's body really just failed at that point. She was dying right before my very eyes. It's interesting that just two days ago, uh, you had a seizure much like we're describing. You've had two grand mal seizures in the past, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we're talking about here. Amazingly, Trina did survive the seizure she had, but sadly was left with severe brain damage. I want to ask Sandy and her daughter Trina to join us now. Um, thank you for joining this conversation. Um, and so everybody understands, uh, with Trina, she at times will look like she is attending. It will look like she is responding, but the truth is she is absolutely in a vegetative state, correct? She's she not cannot... cognitive at all. She can hear, but she can't respond and we don't know what she's doing with what she's hearing. Right. Now, you wanted to be here today. Tell us why. I've already watched the beginning of the tape, and it's like reliving everything again. And Michelle, I really pray you pay attention. It's not just about dying. This is another place that you can go where you can't communicate anymore. She's on a feeding tube. Her diapers are changed. And we have to do it for her 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Well, Sandy and Trina's stepfather, Steve, graciously allowed our cameras into their home to see the reality of what Trina's daily life is like now. Take a look. Ooh. I love you. Yes, I do. And we brought her home May 27th of 2011. They've classified her as vegetative, which is a non-cognitive state. She's 100% helpless. She cannot talk, she cannot eat, she is on a feeding tube. So that's up to us now as the parents to do 24-7 care for her. Come with mamas. Whoops, careful of your footing though. <laughs> taking care of Trina is exactly like taking care of a 10-month-old baby. Are you ready to get in bed? This whole experience turned us into full-time caregivers, and nobody really can prepare you for it, and you have to develop a routine 
They've given up their lives to take care of her. They face it daily. She's getting food and vitamins. And that, to me, is nothing short of a miracle. I'm hoping with all my heart that she knows mom is mom. Well, joining us now are Trina's stepfather, Steve, and older sisters, Carly and Casey. And I want to chat with them for just a minute. But if you would, stand up for me. I'd like for you to sit right here. Uh, next to Trina uh, for just a few minutes uh, while I'm talking. Casey, you found your sister, correct? Yeah. For you two sisters, when Steve and your mom pass, then her care is going to be left in your hands. And that's not a happy thought, Casey, true? No, I'm... I try not to think about it because, well, A, I don't I want my parents around forever, and B, I just, I don't know if I could do what they do. Have you looked Trina in the eye? Yeah. Look her in the eye. If Katrina had the chance, she would, she would say to you, and you would understand her language, that if she could wake up right now, she would make different choices because she didn't plan on this. And this wouldn't make a very good mother for your son. Yeah, no. You wouldn't be able to do anything to help him. <laughs> okay, I'll put you back here for now. <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to tell this family what role they play in this. And I do believe that Michelle is at a critical point where her body could shut down before the end of this sentence. I'm serious. She has had seizures already, exactly what happened here. The difference is she got a second chance and a third chance, and she is sitting here today, and I'll be damned if she's going to squander this chance. We'll be right back. I'm going to talk to her in a minute about what I think needs to happen, but you guys have made some serious mistakes here. Your intentions have been good, but you've made some serious mistakes here. Uh, when you have someone suffering from this disease in your family, number one, don't be in denial. Number two, it's very important that you educate yourself about this disease. This isn't just being weak, Mike. I'm sorry, it's not that simple. You have to educate yourself. And you cannot let the eating disorder rule the house. You've shaped your lives around pathology. You've actually shaped it to empower the pathology. You have to require your loved one to get professional help. This is so beyond you. This is so beyond you. you. You're not equipped to deal with this. And you never, ever surrender to the disease. Are you ready to deal with this? Absolutely. You're ready to take this on? Yes, I am. Because you have to understand, I'm not like these other people you've dealt with before. I'm like a rash. <laughs> I just don't go away. <laughs> I will haunt you till the end of the earth. So when you tell me, yes, you need to plan on getting better, 
I've asked Dr. Jennifer Henready from the Center for Discovery, which is specialized in residential eating disorder programs all over the country for adult and adolescent women. Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having uh, me. You've heard what we're talking about here. This is a dual diagnosis situation, which Center for Discovery is so good at, because what has to happen here is we have to deal with the disease of anorexia, and we have to deal with everything that empowers it. And that's what you guys specialize in, true? We really do. We really specialize in treating people that have had unsuccessful past treatment. And, and also on the whole family. We will, we, we will really work with this family. There's a lot of healing that I believe can take place here. You deserve to have a chance to do this. Your son deserves a chance for his mother to get herself right. You can heal yourself and a lot of wounds with this family. Now you look me in the eye and tell me you're in. I'm in, 100%. All the way. All the way. I want this. Well, we'll see. I'll be obedient to whatever they say. We'll see. All right, next. So how do you know if someone you love is suffering from an eating disorder? I'm going to tell you the specific warning signs for both anorexia and bulimia because like so many other things, early intervention is a key to success. We'll be right back. Closed captioning provided by... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to know what's coming up on Dr. Phil? Visit our website and subscribe to our email newsletter. You'll get weekly updates, life strategies, and exclusive video that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, on drphil.com, you can see sneak previews of upcoming shows. Log on today. Now, before the break, I said there were specific warning signs for both anorexia and bulimia that you can watch for. For anorexia, some of these seem obvious, but when you focus on them, they really come into great relief. Refusal to eat and denial of hunger. Intense fear of gaining weight. Negative or distorted self-image. Excessive exercise. Irritability. Fear of eating in public. Social withdrawal, because as I say, they like to be alone with their disease. Soft, downy hair present on the body. Menstrual irregularities or loss of menstruation frequently being cold. Now, signs of bulimia, eating until the point of discomfort, often high fat or sweet foods, going to the bathroom after eating or during meals, abnormal bowel functions, damaged teeth and gums because the acid eats away the enamel on the teeth and you start to get sores inside your mouth, gums and lips. Swollen salivary glands in the cheeks, sores and throat in the mouth, sores, scars and calluses on the knuckles or hands because they're going in and rubbing on the teeth. So these are some signs. I'll have these on drphil.com so you can look at them. 
All right. I want to thank all of my guests today. A very special thanks to Dr. Jennifer Henready and the Center for Discovery, which is an amazing resource for anyone struggling with an eating disorder. There will be links on drphil.com. So for more information, you can also go to their site at centerfordiscovery.com. Uh, you can also go to the National Eating Disorder Association's website for more information. That's www.nationaleatingdisorders.org. Um, and if you want to help Trina's family, there will be a link to their website on drphil.com as well. We thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. So long. Thank you.